So we're watching this special about hammerhead sharks, and they tell this story, uh, and of course, no evidence whatsoever to support this story. You're going to hate the name they they gave to the shark. In, and they said around the 50s in southern Florida, like the southern tip of the penis part of Florida, um, okay. there were a bunch of shark attacks with this giant, giant hammerhead. You know what they named the hammerhead? In Florida, what? in the fifties, you know what they named it? What? Old Hitler. <laughs> this is this is true. No! This is true. No, name it. Just name it. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Name it. What? Because here's what's frustrating. <laughs> because I think what they're trying to say is like. This shark kills people and Hitler killed people. They are both bad. However, calling it old Hitler kind of sounds like you like Hitler. Like <laughs> Except that's what Hitler. we were saying. That's what we were saying. It sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like, oh, that old Hitler. That old Hitler. <laughs> and you know what the crazy. Any other name is the better. The cr- even crazier part of it, those shark attacks happened again across the way in the nearest um, Bahamian island. I think <gasps> it's called Bimini. But you know what the Bahamians call that shark? The Harbor Master, which is a what? much cooler name. Okay. That is a cooler name and also legitimately scary. Yeah. Like The Harbor Master? Bye, bitch. No. Absolutely. Guess who's not swimming? Me. Yeah. You know what? I'm not doing as, that. As a Jew, bye, bye, bye. I would rather swim in the ocean and meet old Hitler than swim in the ocean and meet the Harbor <laughs> Master. Well, then you could also punch Hitler in the face. You had me at... Hell no. Hello, and welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And thank you for joining us on our podcast where we watch romance movies and try to figure out why we love a genre that hates us. We watch uh, rom-coms, dramas, erotic thrillers. If romance is central to the plot, we are talking about it. Absolutely. And it's also very interesting because neither of us really like romance movies, if you were to ask us. I like horror and Allie likes action. So it's a fun way to see why we keep coming back to romance movies again and again and again. Like, we clearly do kind of love them. If we've been doing this podcast for almost two years, we clearly... There's something... Today's movie is, I'm almost surprised we didn't do this before, because it seems like the perfect movie for this, for uh, this podcast specifically because of the two of us. Yeah, that's a um, fair point, yeah. Be, but uh, we watched the year 2000 that came out, uh, Keeping the Faith. Um, starring, starring Ben Stiller, Edward Norton, Jenna Elfman. and Directed by Edward Norton. Directed by Edward Norton. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, honorable mentions, um, Anne Bancroft and Brian George are also in it. Um, honestly, I'm going to say this right off the bat. Overall, I liked this movie. Me too. I was like kind of surprised. It was especially towards the end. I was like, I don't dislike this. This is cute. Because I, th- I remember I watched it in high school and maybe it kind of like went over. I, I, I remember... 
enjoying it or being fine with it but like this isn't this is not a bad movie this is no. like and I, it definitely has like little moments where i'm like hmm interesting and there are we'll get to, definitely but, um, some moments but i agree and, and and you know what i watched it a long long time ago it was just on tv and i was like oh i've never seen this i'll mm-hmm. watch it and i have to admit when i watched this the first time i completely wrote this movie off i and full disclosure i was cleaning during it and i wasn't fully paying attention so in my mind i wrote it off and as another movie where you know the quirky jewish guy gets with a shiksa and they live happily ever after whatever and that's not this movie at all and i'm really glad that i rewatched no. it with a more discerning eye because um number one i was wrong the first time i watched it and number two this was a really delightful movie and it made me feel really good because I think it is one of the few pieces of media, American media that exists that actually shows Jewish joy. And I really appreciated that because I feel that's very mm-hmm. difficult to find in media that has Jews in it. Mm-hmm. Some, Yeah, there's a lot of media about uh, times things were not great things not being great for your people well there is there's Um, a lot of you know i guess torture porn i'll call it uh but there's also also, a lot of a lot of especially in the past 20 30 years on tv oh and for anyone who doesn't know me i am jewish and (laughs) i uh, am on kind of a journey to reconnect with my ethnicity and my heritage and my faith so this is a very Mm -hmm. interesting movie at a very interesting time in my life but, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if you would agree, and maybe it's something that you haven't noticed, but something that I've been noticing more and more and more is that in mainstream TV and film, Jewish mm-hmm. characters are sometimes played by Jewish actors, um, but the mm-hmm. things that are highlighted about them and about their Judaism or Jewishness um, Judaism referring to the religion and Jewishness referring to the ethnicity mm-hmm. or culture um, mm-hmm. because not every single Jew is ethnically Jewish and that doesn't make anyone mm-hmm. any more or any less Jewish because quite frankly people who convert that's their choice Judaism is a close practice if you want to be Jewish fucking be Jewish welcome mazel tov but mm-hmm. There are a lot of negative things that pop out again and again. And we've talked about it on this podcast before, especially what I've noticed about natural hair. We've had that discussion before. And not just natural hair for women of color, but also for characters who are coded as being Jewish or who are Jewish with, you know, long, dark, curly hair Mm -hmm. or even very curly hair being encouraged to straighten it and look more traditionally waspy, right? So I think it was a very, this film is a very interesting exercise for me in that because I found it to be enjoyable, but there were also some things that gave me pause. But again, I think that was just something that I had to reckon with because, you know, spoiler alert for the end, I'll just say it now, right? Ben Stiller, who plays a rabbi, falls in love with Jenna Elfman, his childhood best friend, and she is not Mm -hmm. Jewish. Um, And that's a big point of contention in their relationship because he's, you know, this leader in the community and Mm -hmm. his faith and his culture are very important to him. 
And one of the reasons that he doesn't make an effort to make it work with her is because she's not Jewish. And then at the end, after the grand romantic gesture, we find out that not only is she interested in converting, which he never asked her to do, that it was her choice, Mm -hmm. but also that she had been in that process independently finding her own spirituality through Judaism. And so they have kind of a happy ending that way. So I thought that was a really nice thing because I think everyone's go-to for women converting to Judaism is Charlotte from Sex and the Mm -hmm. City. And I think there are... We don't have time to get into Sex and the City right now. And quite frankly, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because I kind of am not on board with it. (laughs) But it's, it's one of those things where I was just excited because the focus was on, you know loving yourself and being a part of a community and wanting to do right. And the big conflict is wanting to do right by yourself and wanting to do right by the people that depend on you. And I think that that is a very interesting sense of conflict. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think also, and I'll, I'll turn it over to you in a second when I'm done with the soapbox, but I thought another thing about the film that I really enjoyed was this emphasis on learning and understanding other people learning other people's cultures and understanding them because ben stiller who's a rabbi is best friends with edward norton who's a priest and they are so supportive of each other and you can tell that they love each other very dearly and all they want to do is support each other and collaborate and work together and make the world a kinder place and i think that that's a very noble thing to want to do and i thought that it was nice that these completely different people in completely different cultures and religions were able to have such a close bond. And the focus of that was just them being friends. And the focus was not placed on one trying to ruin the other or one trying to compete with the other. And I thought it was very sweet. I agree, Mel. That was beautifully said. And we'll get deeper into those things as we go on. I also really liked those movies for those I think for a lot of the same reasons you did. Um, Like the idea that it's about, you know, finding stuff within yourself, like kind of trusting yourself and also trusting your community and uh, what responsibilities you have to both of those things. But also it's about friendship and and, um, it, I think a bit of something, and maybe this will, we'll get into this as we go on, but it's also, People talk to each other in this movie. Yes, um, there are definitely the times one when you're thing like, we've oh, been craving the past about. two years. Yeah. There, I know there are times, and we've seen it in a couple of our movies that we've watched. Some of our, and it's, but that's our favorite thing is when people have discussions. And sure, there are a couple mm-hmm. moments where I'm like, I don't know that people necessarily talk like that. But something I like is that people are having actual discussions in this movie, and. Um, they there are nice little moments um in it and little relationship bits and um it, it's just cute now there are definitely jokes where it's like oh this is of its time like very there are much kind of topical references much. where i'm like like at one point because the whole thing is that um they were all friends growing up at norton stiller elfman were all friends when they were like 13 and then she moved away and then Stiller becomes a rabbi. Um, um, uh, Norton becomes a, becomes a Catholic priest. Um, 
they get really involved in the community and the ideas that Norton still are both like we wanted to take our like old dusty religions into the 21st century and part of me felt a li- like I'm like great but part of me is like I don't know that there are like young cool priests like a lot of the stuff that is about like bringing um like Catholicism or like religion and like Christianity kind of into the more modern age a lot of that is very protestant and very like hey we're the cool oh. church and i'm like ah, i don't like it but there are like interesting nice, i did not kind know that catholic priests there's also a lot of I, here's the thing sometimes and this is my own issue with like the catholic church there's lots of stuff that i like and i've been to services with priests who are very like i'm like oh yes i'm bored and i like this and the ritual of it all and it's very nice but like um uh, sorry, just sometimes when stuff is mentioned of like, we wanted to shake the Catholic Church up. I'm like, maybe you should shake up the thing about how they um, have been protecting predators for mm, the whole time. How <laughs> when a priest is uh, accused of hurting a child, they just move to a different church. That's a that's another thing, and that's not what this movie is about. But every time that happens, I'm like. Every time a movie is like, I'm not, I'm not a regular priest. I'm a cool priest. I'm like, okay. Um, that's fair. I, I don't necessarily. It, it makes know me that... a little nervous, but that's my own. I recognize that's my own, maybe bias or issue. But because I've also met and been around like very kind priests and like priests who are very welcoming and like kind of do the stuff that seems to be the focus in this movie which is like community helping the community being a part of something um kind of older or more um true i don't know quote traditional and letting that kind of guide you um also this movie is yeah. fucking stacked because it cast wise we mentioned some stacked. of them stacked so stacked and part of that i think also has to do with the fact that it's edward norton so like 30 year old Edward Norton was like I'm directing a movie do you want to hang out um, and they were like for <laughs> sure like e- e- Eli Wallach our king we, that we talked about Love him. well I talked about a lot in the holiday about how I would okay I want to correct something that I'm uh, embarrassed about but I finally oh my god I, what while I was while we in our the holiday episode which I think was our second one I talked yeah. about how I love Eli Wallach and I'm like Eli if you're out there let's get married um, Mr. Wallach died several years ago, so oh. um, I'm a little embarrassed. Oh, it's okay, babe. We, you didn't know. I didn't know. You didn't know. I hope we were. I I hope I didn't say anything disrespectful. But uh, also in this movie, another like director, King icon, Milos yeah. Forman. Yeah, yeah. I thought I I like what you said. I like what you said. Mm-hmm. Full stop. And I think an interesting, and this is for me where like I become very nitpicky and this is just a quirk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it a quirk because it's less toxic when I call it a quirk. It's something about myself that I recognize okay. that I do. I'm very, sometimes okay. let's say overly discerning about things. Um, it's just who I am. It's not going to change. I'm working on mitigating it. But um, one thing Good I word. noticed was okay. that You've got Norton and Milos, and then you've got Eli mm-hmm. and Ben. So you have, mm-hmm. you know, old priest, young priest, old rabbi, young rabbi. Yeah. And I didn't, 
I understand the angle of let's, you know, get more butts in seats, make people excited about things and, you know, not have everyone drag their feet when they're coming to worship because worship should be a nice, joyful thing that you experience with yes. your community. And if you want to experience I it agree. alone, that's okay too. Everyone's spirituality yeah. is going to be different and personal. But I know, I mean, Ben Stiller's clearly the main character of this. Edward Norton is the narrator. Um, so mm-hmm. we get a lot more insight into the inner workings of, of the synagogue where Ben Stiller and Eli Wallach work, in particular dealing with the board and the president of the synagogue. And yeah. so also, you know, throughout this episode, I will be peppering in some education about Jewishness and Judaism for mm-hmm. interested or uninterested parties. And, and the reason that I think it's interesting is that also, you know, there's no centralized seat of Jewish religion. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not like Catholicism. Yes, Israel is the Jewish state. It is not the centralized seat of Judaism. That's mm-hmm. not a thing for us. Um, there are, of course, in different countries, different collaborative organizations in which rabbis convene. But rabbis don't have the same relationship with the Jewish community that priests do with the Catholic community. My understanding is that priests Mm -hmm. traditionally are kind of the gateway between the community and God. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a hierarchy. Um, It's less community leader and more like, I don't know how to explain this. I also, okay, full disclosure. I wasn't raised super Catholic. Okay. Where Mel has kind of a more clear or more um, uh, uh, Mel's relationship to Judaism is not the same as my relationship to Catholicism. Um, Mm -hmm. We kind of bopped around denominations. I also have a lot of like both my parents were raised Catholic and then in my adulthood weren't really Catholic. But like, whereas my dad was like hardcore, like goodbye. My mom <laughs> uh, had a lot of residual stuff. My mom, we, we still, it was very important that we went to church. And even though we kind of, I started, we started when I was little, we went to a Catholic church until I was probably, I want to say like in middle school. And then um, we, started going to a Lutheran church when I was like 12 or 13 and part of that was my mom also saw that as a way of I think really a connection to a community or a connection to our family because like that's where my cousins went and there were activities I could do with them and there were I could meet other kids there and it was also uh, I could learn I could have a sort of connection to our faith or to faith in general but to specifically like the faith that we grew up in or what we practiced um so and and my grandma used to say like it doesn't matter what church you go to as long as you're going to church that was what she would like tell her kids um which is interesting because they were like we're irish catholic so we're like (laughs) it's no joke i've I've, my father's side is italian with italian catholics and then my mother's side is irish catholic hardcore bathed in his blood Oh um, my god. <laughs> that's metal as fuck. Um, it, it really is. That's the thing about Catholicism, though, is like, there are lots of issues, but it's fucking so metal. It's so metal. It's it so kind metal. of is. I ha- it's so I hardcore. Taught, it's I taught like, Catholic we school to- for yeah. one school year. I have the most basic fly on the wall knowledge as an outsider to this mm-hmm. religion. 
it is yeah. metal as fuck. It is the metal Spanish as Inquisition. Fuck. Hardcore. Come on. Scary. Terrifying. <laughs> the Crusades. Metal. Scary. <laughs> metal as fuck. Unfortunately, I love the idea. Of th- I really do love the idea of my rest in peace. It's like my sorry, my grandmother who I love very much and and miss very much passed away recently, and. I can't. I just sorry. I'm, I'm like picturing her hearing me talk about her ceremony as being metal. Um, but like, <laughs> I will say something really nice was we read. And I'm way off topic now. Anyway, sorry. I'm us. Like not, we've never done that before. Uh, but um, my I guess what I was trying to say. I'll go back to the point. Is like, you might have to take my info. I'm sure Melanie will be like take my info on Judaism with a grain of salt as well. But like, take my mm-hmm. I guess descriptions of I may not get everything right and I'm not necessarily an authority on Catholicism in the way that um, maybe some of my family members are um, because we had a different well both of my parents were raised in it my mother had a little bit better respect for it she also was both of them were (laughs) if you don't want your children to be Catholic growing up do not send them to Catholic school well, particularly, don't send them to Catholic school in the, like, 50s and 60s. Because guess what they're not going to want to do? Go back to a Catholic school. <laughs> like, oh like they're, they both... That's fair. My mother was, yeah. ter- my mother was terrified of nuns till the day she died. <sighs> she, mean, like, like, not, she was I don't friendly say to them, respectful to them. But I get it. I get it. In the 50s? Being taught by nuns in the 50s? It was not chill. When they could um, hit you, yeah, yeah, they'd be like, "You're a bad child, and you're going to hell because you don't know your friggin' times." I don't think they said that, but I, um, she had also nice experiences with nuns. Like, they kind of run the gamut. The like, um, d- anyway, the nuns are d- watch Benedetta if you want to know about <laughs> cool nuns. How how did I know the second we started talking about nuns? How the did I know you were going to bring up Benedetta? <sighs> Those, they were talking about metal. Anyway, um, I love them. Anyway, like, I'm not really you, Catholic. And I love them. Yeah. Like, I'm not really Catholic. I literally wear a miraculous medal and have a portrait of a saint in my living room. Okay, girl. <laughs> Fucking. I, but I think chill, your point, homie. it stands, though. I think listeners. I had a point. Neither of <laughs> Thank us. you for figuring it out. <laughs> Neither of us are um, spokespeople for our no. respective religions, so do take what we're we say with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. I pretend to oh, be. Okay. That's Can just my ego sexual... talking. I'm not. Okay, let's talk about the sexual movie, though. There are lots of well, that's jokes what that we... are like specific references to the time. Like, yeah. at one point, because like, when they're, uh, they, they're, lots of, they're kind of like not quite montage but when we're being introduced to how ben and edward are like besties who are like really turning it up in their respective uh religious things at one point i think it's ben stiller that says okay everybody go to the front all right no we're we're, um oh this is uh we're the fujis no lauren hills meaning like we have to all work together and i was like don't oh that was edward norton no that was Edward, oh, that was Edward Norton. Norton? Oh. Yeah. Well, I I I didn't like it. Okay. I'm gonna also say <laughs> yeah. It. Let's not disre- no disrespect on for Lauren Hill here in this podcast. No. David Wayne is in this movie. David Wayne has one line. 
Oh, that's right. David Wayne stands. And uh, well, something I liked, I, A, I went, David Wayne! Uh, but I also love that uh, Edward Norton was in an episode of Stella. <laughs> My God. He Because sh- David Wayne, in it, there's an episode where David goes to this woman that he's like kind of with, and he shows up at her apartment. And she goes, do you know my husband? You know, uh, do you know my husband, Edward Norton? He goes, not personally, but I'm a fan, and it's just Edward Norton. <laughs> do you know my husband, Edward Norton? Not personally, but I'm a fan. Insane. Um, that is silly. Okay. But yeah, there. Basically, we have a montage of you know. They're really turning and this it is up. Something that They're actually packing the, houses. The synagogue, the yeah. synagogue president totally flames Ben Stiller for because he makes a comment saying you know and this is I think a valid point too he says this mm-hmm. isn't your comedy hour like this is yeah. Shabbos this is Shabbos services like yeah but but I also understand you know needing membership to go up in order to stay afloat and wanting your community mm-hmm. to be involved and support each other and worship together like that's a thing um yeah. but but Judaism is a closed practice, so the part... And this is where I, I kind of had to check myself before I wrecked myself, because there's a scene where Got it. Ben Stiller is leading Shabbat services, and mm-hmm. he's, you know... It seems like everyone's a little bit lackluster for this prayer, that this hymn, prayer hymn, whatever you want to call it, that they're singing, yeah. called <gasps> Ain Kelohenu, which is um, a really beautiful prayer, and different synagogues and different denominations of Judaism will have different ways of singing it. But the way that Ben Stiller spices it up is that he gets a Baptist gospel choir to come in and sing it. Yep. And some some mm-hmm. community members are jazzed and some are not. And I personally was not jazzed. Oh. I, but I think the idea behind it was very lovely that like, listen, we can all do this yeah. together. Like we're all trying to have yeah. a good time. And if anyone's going to have a good joyous. time, it's, it's going to be gospel singers. It's, if anybody can sing this, bring joy into this religious song, it's a gospel choir. Well, yes and no, right? It's the, the idea. The vi- it's the idea. Exactly. It's the idea and that's, behind it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's mm. where I kind of had to check myself because it was this very Eddie Izzard idea. Eddie Izzard, my favorite comedian of all time, she has a bit about how white people can yes. take any prayer and just totally destroy it with how lackluster they are. Um, and sad, so, this, so was, this was very much that. But... I think if that happened at my synagogue, I wouldn't be too happy about it, not only because Judaism is a closed practice, as I've said, Mm -hmm. but also because um, I think that you can have joy when you are praying or being spiritual or communing with God or whatever you want to call it for yourself, right? You can have joy in that and you don't have to be as loud and animated necessarily. And I also Mm -hmm. think that a very important part of Judaism, at least for me, I won't speak for every Jew in America, but at least in American Judaism, from what I've observed, is that tradition and ritual do play a very important role. And so inviting outsiders, specifically outsiders from another religion that is pretty antithetical (laughs) to some basic tenets of our religion is a little bit strange to me, but I do love the idea of um, working together and trying to inspire people to have joy. Because I think that if you don't understand your praying and if you're not having a good time doing it, what's the point? Yeah. That's violent. I think that's good. 
I think it's, but, yeah, I think but it's this fine. is, but this introduces, like, this introduces the central point of tension in the film between Ben Stiller and honestly kind of everyone else, and it's what separates him, because he is a single, eligible bachelor who's also a rabbi. So not only is he trying to make this move in his career and secure his place as a permanent rabbi at the synagogue, but he's also trying to date and find someone to spend his life with. And he starts dating these Jewish women. And one, I hate to be a negative person, but like, I really did not enjoy the way that young, sexually eligible Jewish women were portrayed in this film. I did not like okay, it. I, Okay, this is where I wanted, this is where when I was watching it, I thought I kind of want to talk to Melody about this. Because this is something we've talked about, A, just in our friendship, and also uh, on this podcast. But something I did kind of notice. Now, I don't think this is as aggressive or as bad. I'm also, I say this as someone who is not Jewish. Um, I, I don't think this is as, like, egregious as other media that I've seen or even other movies we've done on this podcast. But I even I noticed, I'm like, hmm, I don't love a movie where it's like, you know how Jewish women are, and then the lead character will fall for a woman who basically has those same traits but is not Jewish. Um, yes, exactly. That's what I don't like, because it's a thing that's happening... It's been happening forever, but it's also something, like, particularly in media, I've noticed, like, people have pointed out that a lot of times, if a role is of a Jewish woman who is kind of our hero of the story, she will not be played by a Jewish actress. Uh, Jewish actors will be uh, play other roles in the show or the movie that are kind of the more aggressive roles or the ones that are kind of more nagging or more, like, um, not necessarily yeah. are, like heroes are joyous are our number ones um but if the the main role play bit typically by someone who is not jewish um and that's kind of upsetting to me um just even as just as a person um and also it, it's <sighs> i think that's a valid observation and i i agree and it's fr it's very frustrating <laughs> Yeah, it's gross. I can't imagine how it feels to be a part of that community that's being marginalized. But also, like, here's... I... Because it's saying, no, we like those traits, but we just don't like them in you. Which is gross, and that happens to a lot of marginalized communities, where it's like, we yeah, don't like exactly. this, but we don't like it when it's with you. Also, like... Yeah, we want you to be this, but also when you're doing it, it's bad. But, like, I like Jewish women. That's not... I don't think but, that's like, a bad thing to say. Me, personally, like... But I don't want it to be like, I'm not bad. Or like, I don't get what's so wrong. It's like when you sexualize people, you're like, no, I think you're cute. And then you're ignoring the like actual. It's like when people are like, no, I think trans people are cute. And it's like, no, no, no. We're not asking you to think we're cute. We're telling you we're being like, our rights are being stripped. We are being like killed. Um, I think yeah, that's, we're telling you we that. want to go to the bathroom without being murdered. Thanks. Yeah. We, um, wanted, yeah. we don't so... want to have our bodies legislated in this horrifying way. Or at and all. I, th I, think, um, I think you being aware of that, though, and voicing that mm -hmm. means that you're not acting like that. Okay. And it's it's definitely kind of a dicey area to say. But also, mm -hmm. the Jewish culture is very distinct. And, and it's also in many ways similar. Uh, I know that Jews and Italians get compared a lot. We've done it on this podcast we, before. Yeah. And those may be bits well, that we cut we're, out. But we're very similar. A Jew, we're us, very, yeah. Yeah. 
it's and it's it's basically it's big things right it's you know big families loud eat a lot of food grandmothers Mm. run the show type stuff Mm. so um and those are all you know fun but very surface level things this joke has been made before by better people and i'm sorry i can't remember exactly where i first heard this so copyright to that person but like someone pointed out that a lot of stuff that uh jewish people are blamed for italians just did like we killed jesus that was us sorry about it but we did that i'm like and if if anyone's sitting there going italians the romans you know rome the capital of italy (laughs) hey we really did that that we we really are in that hot dog costume going we gotta figure out who did this Very much, very much. But yeah, who um, killed this so, guy? This guy's the best. Who? I can't. Even, can you believe someone killed? This? Well, okay. Well, let's circle back, right? Because he Sorry, yeah. Ben Stiller goes on two dates. Bef- well, he goes on like one and a half dates before falling in love with one with Lisa um, Edelstein, Jenna Elfman. Uh, from the first. Okay, House. and I want to talk about this because this this goes back to what you said, right? Yeah. First, he, his first date is with Lisa Edelstein, Cuddy from House Powerhouse. We love her. Mm-hmm. But she Babe. plays Babe.com. total Dish. Abraham Lincoln. Dish and a hottie. Work. But <laughs> she portrays a very specific stereotype, a modern stereotype about Jewish women. And I will say it, you've probably heard it. It's the Jewish American princess. She literally refers to herself as a princess. Yeah, I know. She yeah. does. Yeah. And and immediately too, when Ben Stiller walks into her apartment, he makes a comment about how nice it is. And she just throws away. Oh yeah. Well, my dad, blah, 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 blah. So instantly, you know, right off the bat that she's rich. She Mm -hmm. thinks of herself as a princess and has an inflated ego. Mm -hmm. Um, and also is constantly talking and not listening to anything Ben Stiller says. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get a word in. He can't because she's on her own planet talking and doing her own thing. Yeah. She's obsessed with fitness, quote unquote, meaning she's self-centered. And this character is very self-centered. And another yeah. thing that I thought was kind of like a very obscure thro- like reference is that um, she makes him feel her abs to see, like, see how strong her abs are. And then she goes, punch me in the stomach. He goes, I'm not going to punch you in the stomach. And she's mm-hmm. goading him. Come on, do it, do it. Punch me in the yeah. stomach. So he does, but he act like punches her and she's yeah. down for the count. which I thought was an interesting reference to Harry Houdini because Houdini was Jewish and he died from a ruptured. Yeah. And he, uh, he died from a ruptured appendix because somebody punched him in the gut too hard when he was sick. Yeah. That's how he died. I did know that. I did know that. And, and I think actually, um, not to toot my own horn, but I think I have some distant relation to him, which is why I know that he's Jewish. Yeah, I, re- I have a what? vague memory of someone from my mom's mom's side of the family or something. I don't know. Maybe it's not true, but I know that Houdini, I'll, I'll mitigate this because I don't feel like looking it up. He either was Jewish or had uh, Judaism in his life with his family. So maybe he didn't really identify as being too religious, I, but I yeah. think that he was ethnically Jewish. Wait, actually, I do, I do think he was because I remember a thing. Oh, he and Aaron, uh, Aaron, not Aaron, Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> Aaron Conan Doyle. 
Aaron Corey Dor Dornab. What? <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the drug history episode with Ken yes. Marino when he played Houdini? Yes. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> incredible. But that's a bit where, because they talked to a person who was, like, not a psychic and was like, your mom's in heaven. And Houdini was like, I'm Jewish, but okay. Um, yeah, because like, just so y'all know, we don't believe in oh, heaven in the same way that Christians that reminds and Catholics me, do. At one point, I, that reminds me, I have a question, because I wrote down, yes. I'm like, what? But, okay, so there's a point where Ben Stiller is working with this kid who's getting ready for his bar mitzvah. And oh, he's like, this is a That was such a sweet a scene. Thing a prayer to the lord and i was like do jewish people say the lord um not really i feel like i haven't i that's something i don't that feels very holy that feels very catholic to me to say the lord that's kind of our gig not that you can't say that but like the the lord Lord specifically yeah it's the phrase, the two words the lord that's not very jewish but in translations of jewish prayers one of uh, some words do mean Lord. Like okay. when you say Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, that means blessed are I you, Lord, our God, King of the universe. So we do say Lord, but it's not used in the same context as the Lord. So okay. it it's fine. Sorry. I think I don't think it's anything that's too crazy. And also, mm-hmm. he's trying to be cool in front of a thirteen-year-old who is yeah. whose voice is cracking. So you know, let's give let's cut him some slack. Thirteen-year-olds are a tough crowd. They are. Oh, okay. Can I? Oh, anyway, we haven't talked about the plot. Anyway, Jenna Elfman, who was their friend that they were friends with in eighth grade, Whoa. comes back to town. She's businesswoman. Mm-hmm. She. I wrote down, I'm like, does she have any other friends? But I think it's implied that she really does it. Because she even says, like, all I'm doing is working. She does some, like, business thing. She's always on all her of phone. Her, all of her friends are at work. All of her friends are at They're work. They're all but work they friends. Are, because yeah, she's at work all the time. She comes to visit and she's hanging out with... She wants. She's wanting to catch up with these two guys who were her best friends when she was young. And they're excited. And um, at one point... Hey, don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> see last time it was benny jumping in front of the microphone when i clearly w- tried to make him not do that and now it's you with your our sons are having some kind of rebellion they are upset with us anyway okay so, so um anyway she's like wow you guys are a priest and a rabbi and they're besties and um Oh, they also, Stiller and Norton want to make it, it, their, their idea is actually a thing I would love, which is they are buying what used to be a gay disco and they're turning it into like a community center, mainly karaoke place mm-hmm. for um, Jewish and Catholic people to come together. Okay. And but I also, love that idea. I would go to that. Also, it... <laughs> Part you of and that, I would uh, be there every week. We'd be there all the time. Also, uh, in the scene where they're describing how they're like hot shit, there's a scene where they're walking down the street in um, sunglasses. To, and those big boxy 2000s leather jackets in slow-mo. To, yeah, to Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Smooth. Smooth. I lost my mind. I was like, hell yeah. But um, <laughs> anyway, they pick... They pick Give me uh, your heart. Make, make it, it real. real. Or else forget about it. it. Um, 
Remember how I inadvertently accidentally got a sand- smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas tattoo? I do, and I I think about it a non-zero amount of times. I realized <laughs> it about six months after I got it. I was looking in the mirror and I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, what <laughs> are you going to do? Wait a minute. Because, okay, listeners, well, yeah, we'll talk Man, about this Man, it's movie. a hot one. Like, Sam like sitting was... inches from the midday sun. Did I used to know every single word to that song and force my parents to play it on repeat in the car? Yes. It's a great it's To a and from song. softball practice. Okay. What? I didn't I'm sorry, you played I did not know you played softball. Is this why you know how to French braid your hair? No. <laughs> no. That would be funny though. Back to the movie. Anyway, they reconnect their besties, they kiss each other on the mouth or very close to the mouth and i was like and hmm maybe is this, this is how like people thing. greet maybe each other a, maybe this is a cultural thing like even not in a pandemic i i'm like huh cuz like there are other cultures that where that's just chill and done all the time where people are much more physically affectionate with each other than most americans are but like that i don't kiss any of my friends on the, should i am i supposed to be kissing all my friends on the mouth no, but I do have a fun historical fact for you about why a lot of Europeans do the kisses when they meet each other. Why? And it's also the same reason why people hug and do handshakes as a greeting. Um, I don't remember any of the citations for this. So if one of our listeners wants to look it up and corroborate, do you. Um, mm-hmm. But I believe, actually I'm certain it's a vestige from the Middle Ages when it would be a sign of good faith while carrying a weapon and greeting someone else that you would not be using your weapon on them. So that's why people clasp hands, give each other hugs, or do two, three, or four, one, two, three, or four kisses on the cheek. So that's a vestige from that, basically to show the person this is going to be a safe interaction. I'm not going to kill you. All right. That's nice. Anyway, they kiss their friends on the mouth. Oh, Jenna Elfman has the talk with Edward Norton about sex. Now, here's something I think is interesting because it's this is kind of a larger or different issue, but like sexuality and sexual attraction operates differently for everyone and there's mm-hmm. a spectrum of um uh how people uh, how and if people experience sexual attraction and sometimes a lot of people just don't and like as someone who is kind of more in the it feels gross to like even use certain words about it because it's like i don't know it's i'm not nothing but it's like um probably more towards like a dem i believe the term is like a demisexual or like kind of more great it's like um it can be frustrating when I genuinely am being honest about how, even if I find someone maybe attractive or interesting or nice to look at or nice to be around, I'm not. It's very rare that I actually want to, like, fuck that person. And the mm-hmm. amount of times I've had to, like, kind of start to explain that to people. And they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense and that's not real. I think you're lying. And then you're like, cool, thank you. And so it was Just, k- kind I, of nice That makes me so to... mad that people say that to you. Oh, yeah, no, and but they're like, well, why wouldn't you just want to, they think it's um, related, a, a lot of times people think it's related to something else, they think it's like, oh, because you're 
queer that's why you don't want to hook up it's like no no it's not it's there's other layers that's not it not everyone wants to bone all the time chill out but something i did think was nice was that for the most part when they have the talk about it it's treated really nicely like jenna elfman isn't spending a bunch of time being like that's crazy like she is kind of crazy she is kind of like that's wild that you don't think like that but she turns it more towards herself she's like well for me i just want I noticed that I crave intimacy, physical intimacy. And so I can't imagine not having that. Um, but then, of course, mm-hmm. he starts and to And she have, asked the uh, question yeah. because she genuinely wanted to know the answer, too. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Also, though, because but then part of his thing is he's starting to have, like, sexual thoughts about her. I, okay. I think I texted Melanie and Melanie was supported. This oh, weird, yeah. This weird. But I was like, am I? fucked up that I found Edward Norton as a pretty sexy in this but I also am someone who can be like is and like you're not though Edward Norton. you're not you're sexy, sexy priests have been in since the dawn of the priesthood okay yeah. father what a waste They've... is the term oh is it that? that's funny yeah no there's a I did not that's holy funny. father what a waste that's what it is yeah and sister Mary what a shame mm-hmm when there's like a hot wow of the clergy yeah but it's father what a waste that's the term <sighs> wow we don't have time to unpack that but um <laughs> listen the world loves a hot priest okay fleabag the exorcist i get it grantchester okay. do you know about yes. grantchester do you know about grantchester i don't but we don't have time to get into it. I know, babe. but y'all, that's more Anglican priests. So like they can technically fuck, but he's really like, I'm a priest. I can't fuck. And then all of a sudden he'll be fucking and you're like, sir, make up your mind. <laughs> I'm in love with you. I have something else that I liked about this movie, though. She is taller yes. than both of them. They don't hide the fact that she's taller. And they. Don't I also really liked it. that. Loved it. Loved it. She's taller than both of them. They don't make a comment about it. They don't, they aren't like weird. They just genuinely are both like, this is a hot lady that we like. And we like that, like, we can, she's taller. Work. Anyway, sorry. As a tall woman, I was like, yes, this is happening. Thank you, Edward. Yeah. Um, Edward. Thank you. I don't know where I was going with that. But so they both start falling in love with Jenna Elfman, but... Mm -hmm. But Jenna Elfman starts falling in love with Ben Stiller. And the moment that kind of solidifies is because Ben Stiller gets cornered. And again, this is another portrayal of Jewish women that I wasn't crazy about. And it wasn't just, you know, younger, sexually eligible women, but it was also older, sexually ineligible women. Let's Holland Taylor and Susie Essman are in this. And they're both portrayed as like very aggressive. Like, why are you not talking to my daughter? Like that kind of was and that also was that voice offensive? No, what I just did? no, because they're in New York City. Yeah. Um, and another thing, love Holland Taylor. Love. She is literally the waspiest person I've ever seen. She I did the, not believe for a second that she was a member of the tribe. She is so fucking waspy. I, I love Holland Taylor, and I love her maybe as it's an just because she's mm-hmm. mother figure. I think I think it's because she's burned into my brain from George of the Jungle. Oh my god. See, I go legally blonde. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. 
Anyway, I think it's just I think it's just her vibe. But so we have you know this this uh, these archetypes coming out that women who are his age who are normally available are mm-hmm. unattractive to him because they're spoiled and self-centered and they're not interested in him as a person. Right. And I get that for anyone, regardless of religion or culture. If they're not interested in you and they're selfish, maybe you don't want to be with that person. Right. But then we have the next age group, which is the nagging, guilting mother, which is a virulent stereotype mm-hmm. about Jewish women that quite honestly I really hate because I don't think every middle-aged Jewish woman is a nag or guilting you or trying to butt into your life but it is it is something that Jewish moms do and I will admit and I, it's less because they want to be controlling and more because they just want to know they just want to know how you're doing so it turns into an interrogation it's also and a if different... you don't sorry finish your thought but I, I also oh I think maybe it. I'm trying to anticipate what you're going to say. But you're probably... Well, it's also, it's a cultural thing, too, where a lot of people yes. think that we are constantly interrupting each other and being disrespectful mm-hmm. in that way. And um, we are kind of interrupting each other, but it's not a sign of disrespect. It's a sign that we're engaged in the conversation and that we're interested in what's going on. Correct. It's so a different that way of communicating. also plays into it. Yeah, it's a different way of communicating that's different from more kind of waspy... Um, mm-hmm. uh, interactions um yes anyway yeah and so and so you know we we go back to ben stiller he's at this service all the moms are date my daughter why haven't you called my daughter what are you doing for shabbos next week come over for dinner like god and so then we see holland taylor and her daughter rachel something played by rena sofair um and What's different about her is that she's got straight brown hair, not curly brown hair. Mm-hmm. She's um, kind of understated. So she doesn't exhibit the same qualities as like Elisa Edelstein in this film. Right. But she's also wickedly smart, obsessed with her job. And she's mm-hmm. very, very similar to Jenna Elfman. The only Mm -hmm. thing that's different about her is that Ben Stiller is kind of a dick to her on their double date and he's really sarcastic and she doesn't get his, she doesn't get his joke and they all give her a look and it's like, well, okay, who cares? Yeah. Also, he kind of surprises her with a double date and this is what drove me crazy. This is, this is, this was a part of the movie where I was like, y'all, because if you're serious about this woman, if you think you're going to continue dating this woman, she's going to find out that your friends that we were on a double date with are not dating. She's going to find out that your best friend is actually a priest and not dating Jenna Elfman. <laughs> like, yes. And this, if when also, I was watching this movie, I got kind of confused because this is a red herring because yeah. it's set up in this scene to be, uh-oh, are Jenna Elfman and Edward Norton going to have to pretend that they're yeah. dating and keep double dating with Ben Stiller? Yeah. And they, but it's, it's not, thankfully, no. it's not that. No. But, but this is exactly what you said, Allie. The qualities that we are supposed to love in Jenna Elfman mm-hmm. are mirrored in Rena Sofer, but... Mm-hmm. We're just not attracted to her for some yeah. reason. And, and she immediately to be, has yeah. to leave to deal with her job. And we don't really see her again. No, we see her like once later, but it doesn't really matter. Like, really, we see Holland Taylor being like, my daughter is back from Iraq. Oh, she goes to somewhere. In the, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, She's but a also jet-setting an, reporter, whatever. Uh, who also, cares? part of this thing is that... Um, the, the thing they talk about in the scene is like, sometimes you just have chemistry. And the idea is that... Um, 
Stiller and Elfman have really good chemistry. Like, they just click. And then after this date, he goes over to her place and they start this kind of affair. Where they even say, like, hey, this can't be anything serious. She's like, I'm working a lot and I probably won't. I'm going to be going back to L.A. or wherever the hell she is. Um, San Francisco. San Francisco. Um, And he's like, yeah, and he's trying to get his, he's trying to solidify his rabbi ship rabbi ship rabbi I guess rabbi rabbi ship sure rabbinical position I don't really know what the term is for it it, the term for it is but I think an interesting thing to note though because quite frankly I think Ben Stiller's character is kind of an asshole in this movie oh I Um, agree he is an asshole in this movie he's he's not great and again I'm not super jazzed I'm, I have conflicting feelings on it because if you're trying to make a movie that celebrates Jewish joy, maybe you don't want your leading man to be an asshole until the last moment. But also, not every protagonist needs to be 100% likable no. all of the time. No. And I think that his char- one thing I liked is that his character has a lot of dimension. So even though yes. he's not my cup of tea, I thought that he was a very fully fleshed out person. And so was really everyone in this film, women yeah. and men, which I, I thought was like, really Anne, nice. And Bancroft as his mom is phenomenal. And Bancroft. Love you, Anne Bancroft. And Bancroft Married also. Married to Mel Brooks. Yeah. I think she converted i think she converted i i don't know i think so but she and if she didn't bun- convert she's very involved in jewish life and yeah she's a jewish but she's italian yeah i'm so much so that her real name was anna maria italiano mm-hmm. her real last name mm-hmm. is literally italiano work bitch you better mm. work mama mia pizza pie that's our queen right there um <laughs> Sorry, I love her. Anyway, I um she's, she's great. great in it. She's great. I um oh there were other elements. Oh, anyway, Edward Norton is dealing with all of his feelings because he thinks that like he's falling in love with Jenna Elfman. Any but meanwhile his friends they're hiding the fact that they are having this kind of like affair relationship from him. And then when they have this mm-hmm. really like a breakup because they have like a pretty serious talk about how um they because she's like i think i might put in a transfer to move here and not take this other job because i really like where things are going with you and ben stiller's like no like you're not jewish i can't be like really like i can't be with you i i don't uh i don't think you understand the converse yeah like something they thought was interesting was his thing and she says like you need to have more faith in other people um, because a lot of these arguments is what you're you're worried about what other people are going to think about our relationship. I don't care as much about what other people think about this, but also you need to assume that like I'm better than you think I am. Your mother's better than you think she is. Your community is better than you think they are, which I thought was honestly really nice and a good talk. And th- anyway, they kind of have this like sort of breakup because he's like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but and, that that conversation was the yeah. first time they said they loved each other too, which I yeah. thought was kind of sad. Yeah. Hey y'all, um, we're gonna pause it right here because this episode is a two-parter. Um, we had a lot to say and a lot of feelings about keeping the faith, so we decided to take this and make it a two-parter. So tune in for next episode for part two, and we'll pick up right where we left off, baby.
we got a lot more to say. We got- oh, yeah. And listen, we have tons. Listen, has there ever been a time where neither of us has had anything to say? I don't think so. But if any of you listeners have something you want to share, things that you learned, things that you'd like to let us know about, or if you've seen the film and you liked what you heard, let us know. You can find us on social media at HellNoCast. That's our handle for most things. You can email us at HellNoCast at gmail.com and check out our website, which is HellNoCast.com. Yeah, but so far we will, uh, that has been You Had Me at Hell No this week. And we'll see ya next time. I've been Allie. And I have been Mel. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely in front of our pets Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I would like to thank Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille. And we'd also like to thank all of you for taking the time to listen today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.